Hi folks, welcome back. This is Mike Callahan again. Uh, and again, I wanna give a quick shout out to Jeff Devereaux with No Veteran Left Behind for the great support he's providing to, to the podcast here and what we're doing. I am super excited about uh, my guest today, Ferris Alami. Um, and I had the privilege, I had the privilege of uh, traveling through Jerusalem and Palestine with him several years ago and got to know him real well. I remember going out and having dinner and, and, uh, and just really creating a nice relationship there and uh, have the opportunity to interview him and uh, have him talk about his organization, International Strategic Management, ISM. Uh, they incorporated in 2003 and focus on helping people make connections in the international environment. But I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about both about himself and about, uh, about his company. So Ferris, take it away. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Mike. This is a privilege for me to see you uh, and be part of this podcast. I love your podcast and I feel like you're doing amazing work connecting and making sure that the veterans are getting all the resources that they need to be part of the community that they serve or, you know, and put their lives on re at risk for. So thank you and thank them for, for that. So thank you. Uh, yeah. So a little bit about me. I'm an immigrant, right? I came to the U.S. Uh, during the first Gulf War uh, from, uh, you know, from Kuwait, Palestinian origin. And I, you know, been in, in my first job was starting a t-shirt business because I couldn't get a job per se. <laughs> so it was my only way to, to make some money to pay some bills and uh, move uh, to a place. So from that to perfumes, to working at Macy's, to a few other experiences that really helped shape my way of living through the entrepreneurship pathway per se. And I've been fortunate for the past maybe 15 or 20 years to work with entrepreneurs globally in almost 60 countries to really see what it takes to start a business, launch a business, as well as to grow a business so, or to raise funds for business. So I really feel like I learned so much from so many wonderful people all over the world on how they do the things that they do with sometimes with no resources or limited resources. And sometimes, of course, with abundant resources. So that's really a little bit about me. The business we've been doing, uh, our focus is really supporting organizations, supporting entrepreneurs. That's kind of like my tagline, which means nothing to, of course, to anyone who's listening. But basically, if you think of about, you know, organizations in the community that maybe do training or education, or they do provide funding, or they do provide services to the members in their community to learn how to start a business or grow a business, we usually support them from the back you know, from behind. So whatever they need, whether their coaches need training on how to coach or train or mentor or launching a program, uh, those are the things that we usually do. Of course, in the process, we've been fortunate because we get to work with the actual entrepreneurs and leaders in the communities because now we're delivering those programs with the individuals that that organization's picked to be part of those programs. So really, I feel very blessed to see both ends from economic development, from a strategic development, from a policy development, and then of course from the ground of what's happening with the actual entrepreneurs launching or growing. That's amazing. I talk for years, you know, so I, I need to stop so I can give you a chance, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. Um, it's, it's, that's amazing. I'm just sitting here listening to you and thinking about the, the huge potential opportunities that, that, you're, that you're making available to people. That's, that's really great. Um, are there some specific things that, uh, that you'd like to expand on a little bit that we'd probably want to encourage some of our listeners to uh, consider uh, following up on? Yeah, sure. So I've been fortunate to work with a lot of actually vets that have launched and grown businesses. And I'm always, you know, just fascinated because they, from my perspective, they get such a wonderful training of being 
you know, on time, doing things properly, and all these awesome skills that they picked, you know, through their service. And then the one thing that many of them have shared with me is sometimes it was hard for them to understand that they, and I think you've mentioned this before, Mike, in several of your podcasts, that you don't need a permission to start a business. You don't need a permission to grow a business. You actually had that kind of leverage when you were serving, right? You didn't get permission to save someone's life, right? You didn't get permission. You knew that that's your duty. In a way, if a lot of people, your listeners think about it, their business is really providing a service to their community. You know, take the money part out. It's really what is the problem that you're solving to your community or the opportunity that you provide to the community. Then it becomes somewhat your obligation to really make sure that you launch the business and grow the business to serve the community that you're in that may be in need of that or wanting of that. So once they identify what that is, it's really easy for them to really excel. I mean, it's, you know, because now they have all the systems in place to make things work really well. Once they overcome that little hump of, I actually have the permission to do this and I'm actually obligated to do it in a different way rather than service, servicing uh, my country or my community. In a military place, I'm servicing them in my community base or my home base. So that seems like one of the things I've picked up just talking to the vets that I've worked with before. And many of them do fabulous work. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, many, you know, I would have to get permissions, of course, to make sure I share their stories, but um, many of them do really great work uh, in their community. I feel like the training helped a lot. And then once they bypass that first step, it seems to a lot of things unfold. Well, and that's exactly what we're, we're trying to do with, with this podcast. And it sounds like what you're doing is yet beyond that, okay, I got to have permission to hear, enable me, empower me, help, help me make things happen. And it sounds like you do a lot of great support systems and structure to, to help people take it to the next. Well, yeah. So as you know, there are lots of wonderful free resources available, right? That a lot of times people just are not aware of or don't know how to tap into. So making sure that they're aware of it. So such as the small business, you know, uh, SBDC offices, right? The score, the resources that are available at the library, the, you know, the maybe a little bit of pay that you could pay an intern to hire to do some basic work with you that gives them the experience, but also will give you some results that you could also utilize in your business startup. So there are just wonderful resources or the incubators or the accelerators that are, you know, doing all kinds of networking events. And many of them now moved virtually with the COVID, right? So these things are now even available without you even leaving your home. <laughs> you don't have to drive anywhere. You can just stay at home and, you know, do all this work. So it's, to me, making sure that they're aware of it, making sure that they understand what they also offer. A lot of times, my experience with entrepreneurs is they undervalue what they bring into the table just because they are humble, you know, most of the time. And they're really thinking, you know, who would want this, who would need this. And that usually could be a barrier from them doing what they should be doing. So once they overcome that barrier, like, okay, I actually have a lot. I have a lot of resources. I have a lot of connections. I have a lot of people that I know. I have a lot of community that supports me. What can I do with that, with what I feel I could service the community with? And then are there any connections I could use that are available that I'm not even aware of, such as the SBDC or SCORE? There are lots of wonderful people that want to volunteer and mentor. You know, you, you mentor lots of students, right? I know you, you traveled around the world speaking somewhat of volunteerism, right? So, uh, volunteering. So, you know, there are lots of wonderful people that want to support startups and entrepreneurs, and especially when you talk about vets. I think there'll be lots of support for people to make sure that they get the support. That Let me ask you a question related to the name of your company international strategic yep. management when when i read international i think oh that's the big guys you know that i'm i'm just this little small one or two person shop um, yeah. i i i can't play with the big boys what 
what, what, what do you say? What do you say for those folks? I'm the smallest guy you could ever meet. <laughs> so what does that even mean? So from my perspective, uh, the name International Strategic Management, it took us, you know, lots of thought. It took us six months to come up with the name. And we've changed it actually a couple of times. And part of it is really understanding to what I'm saying here is anything I'm saying is something that we also learned ourselves and we're still learning, right? No one is really, you're never going to be finished. You always work in progress. We, we work internationally. So that's really what it all means that we work with groups inter, in different countries. We were, we are blessed to have international people come here to learn from, you know, about our work. It's just a, you know, a little added flavor, but our work really is always in local communities, make an impact in local communities. So what I usually say is we work with internationally with organizations supporting their communities locally. So if you want to just go and do business internationally, I would say I'm not the guy. But if you say I want to do business internationally in this specific community, I'm probably the right guy because I will probably make sure that you understand that community before you launch it, make some connections, make sure you understand that you're serving a need or a want, and then we could talk about what could be done or delivered. To. So, okay. and you know, Mike, I always, uh, you know, I come from, I'm still, you know, uh, humbled by when people say that big guys, because <clears throat> having been a refugee most of my life, you know, big guys is like far away from my name. <laughs> so, and having, you know, having, having to start from, you know, from, the ground up to me it's just it's just a name it means nothing uh, it matters what what is the work that really is being done underneath okay thank you that's that, that's very helpful um so um we'll include a link to your website and uh, and other information associated with this with this podcast so any listeners that want to follow up go to the website or uh, reach out to ferris or myself and um and we'll uh, we'll get you connected to the to the right folks. Uh, kind of in closing, is there any final thoughts that you have, or anything that you'd like to uh, say before we we cut this off? Yeah, sure. So because of the work that we do, we're actually able to many times offer it at uh, no cost or free cost to the participants, meaning the entrepreneurs. So through our partners, for example, as Access, one of them, or TechTown, or many others in the city of Detroit or around the city, they could actually go to our partners and enroll in some of these classes, whether it's with us or with someone else, of any of our partners to really get the benefit of these classes at no cost or sometimes low cost. Uh, sometimes it's free, sometimes like a hundred bucks and they get, uh, usually these courses, when we offer them to the public, they're $3,000 for each person to go through, but they're offered for free or pro bono or a discount rate with the partners that we have. And that's part of an opportunity for them to maybe apply. And also for, since COVID started, I've been doing a call internationally with people actually call in and uh, discuss what they're doing to keep things moving for their business and their organizations. And we've had, I think so far, seven or eight countries, uh, three or five states, you know, call in in these calls, you know, almost 3000 people were touched and 42,000 people have requested it. So we're, we're, we're now making it more of a monthly call. So once a month on a Monday, the second Monday of every month, I do have this call and it's again free where we share the resilient entrepreneur program that we have developed through the COVID to walk them through the canvas of what would it take to really make things move forward in such a scenario that we live in. So those things are available for free. And of course, our website has lots of other resources or partners that are also available for free uh, or no cost or low cost. Is great. Oh, so, at one time, I'd like to make some money, but it's also nice to offer some uh, free things uh, here and there. Okay. <laughs> well, and so they can get the information off of the website again on the 
Okay. Well, Ferris, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to, to share with us what you do. It's really exciting. It's great seeing you again. And um, I really appreciate you taking some time and letting, uh, letting our listeners hear what uh, some of these opportunities are that they can pursue. So thank you again for taking the time. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Bye.